Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. Woohoo! It's not pinball happy hour anymore, y'all, because I got tired. I mean, you can party, but I like partied way too hard. So I am uh, getting back into it with the uh, with the ladies coming on the show and doing my one-on-one interviews. And I'm super excited about the uh, woman that we have on the show today. She is a pinballer. She is part of uh, the Bells and Chimes Phoenix chapter from Chandler, Arizona, or the greater Phoenix area. Please help me welcome Elaine Hecht. Yay! Welcome, Elaine. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. Elaine was part of the wave of people that like wanted to be on the show and, and her and I got to talking and I was like, this is going to be super fun. Um, so Elaine, for folks who, who don't know you, um, can you, uh, take a few minutes and tell us about, tell us about yourself, uh, how you started in pinball and where you're at today? Yeah. So I grew up in California, didn't really have any kind of pinball scene where we were living, so didn't really have any introduction to it except for a couple of random pinball machines in the Red Robin restaurant joints that I went to as a kid, but didn't really know anything about it. And pinball kept disappearing for a long time, so I never saw it again. Then moving to Phoenix, we saw pinball arcades all over the place and saw this place that has 45 pinball machines, and I fell in love with it. it everything on free play. It's just so much fun. The pinball community people are so nice and welcoming and friendly here. Joined the Bells and Chimes League under the convincing of my husband who convinced me to do it because at first I was scared to do competitive pinball and now I'm very happy that I listened and did it because of all the friendships I've made and how much fun I have with it. And we play in tournaments all the time. Of course, not now because of what's going on, unfortunately. But looking forward to that coming back very soon. And it's just a lot of fun and a big part of my life now that I'm in Arizona. That's awesome. Listeners, you can't see it. I see her because we're on a a video chat. But she has a cool shirt that says, Pinball Players Have Magic Fingers. It's adorable. Um, But, yeah, I can tell that she's uh, definitely true blue pinballer. When you you start to have pinball swag and, like, start wearing the shirts, um, that's kind of when you know you've kind of gone over the edge. I have a pinball apparel section in my closet, as you all know. But that's super cool. How long have you been a part of the Phoenix Bells and Chimes? Can't remember exactly when I joined, but a little over a year. Oh, that's awesome. Yay. Uh, We had Olivia Helm on the show um, a few uh, episodes ago talking about the women's advisory board. So, so we, and I've chatted with Tracy, Tracy and I have actually never talked in person, but, um, so I've had some meetups with, um, some of the Phoenix Bells. So, um, we're excited to have you here. So yay. Well, guys, um, it is a little bit slow because Earth is closed, as you well know. Um, but we do have some pinball news uh, coming out. The first thing, big thing, which I'm super excited about, are all these code updates. Um, I haven't really asked you, Elaine, but do you, do you have any pinball machines at your house yet? Have you got? Have you made that next step? We own a virtual machine that has several games. Of course, they're not like real tables or anything. And we are also currently renting uh, 
an Iron Maiden to support one of the local bars. Oh, nice, nice. I love it. We'll talk more about that here in a minute. Um, but uh, the two machines that pushed out new code this past week were Iron Man. Um, it was new code for the vault and the original. And the other big one, which I think is super cool, is Stranger Things. Um, they have um, a bunch of new code that's kind of, you know, tweaking and, and changing some things. But the big one is it has new call-outs from David Harbour, the actor that plays Chief Hopper on the uh, television show. Are you a fan of Stranger Things, Elaine? I did get to play it a couple times at the Stranger Things women's launch right before everything, the, right before the world shut down. So what do you think of the game? I haven't had a chance to play it, and, and we haven't actually had too many people on the show that have played it yet. So so what would be your impressions of it? What do you think? And were you playing a pro, or was it like a, a premium or an LE? A pro. What do you think about it? I didn't really get to play it enough to have much of an impression, but it was a little challenging. I The very first time I played, I actually got a pretty decent score and didn't really know what I was doing. So I guess that's always good if I'm getting points. That's my favorite. So you thought, even though you did get a good score, that it was a bit challenging overall? Yeah, there were a lot of challenging parts in it. Was it like more of the shots or, or getting into the modes and things like that? Getting into the modes was a challenging part. Okay. Yeah, no, um, I, I'm excited to hear more about it. I can't wait to play it. I, I've told people I'm not going to pass judgment on it, um, but I just – I. I, I, I'm not a fan of the show in the sense of I've never watched it. Like, I think I'm like the only person in the world that hasn't watched Stranger Things. Oh, you're not the only person. Yay! Oh, good. Because I feel like everybody's like, you haven't watched it? Like, it's like saying you ne you've never watched Star Wars. It's like, okay, y'all need to calm down. Maybe I'll get to it while I'm on quarantine or the, you know, everybody stay at home order. But, um... Yeah, I don't have the corona, y'all. I, I keep on saying quarantine. I was like, no, I'm not on quarantine. I'm just um, we have stay-at-home orders here in our city. Uh, but it's one of those things I just haven't gotten to it yet. There's so much to watch. I'm excited to get a chance to play the game um, to kind of see how it all works out. We'll see. We'll see. That was the first piece of news. Second piece of news. Did you get a chance to look at the picture in the news of that Jurassic Park topper? Yeah, it did look pretty cool. It looks amazing. It leaked out, and this is all news from, you know, heart emoji, uh, Jeff Patterson from This Week in Pinball. This is from the April 6th edition of News, but there was a pic of the Jurassic Park topper. They took a, a, a picture of Steve Ritchie and some folks at the Stern Factory. I believe it was the Stern Factory, but they, they had the topper for Jurassic Park, and it looked amazing. It had, like... It, Okay, I mean, it's from kind of far away. So I'm like working with like a fuzzy blown up picture trying to make out what it is. Um, but it looked like I saw sculpted dinosaurs, which I'm like, win. Stern pinball for the win. with sculpted And I dinosaurs. love that machine. Too. Jurassic Park is amazing. No, totally agree. Jurassic Park is like, I mean, I liked, you know, we talked about it on the Twippy episode. I mean, I really liked Willy Wonka. Um, you know, I liked um, some other games that came out this year, but by far and away, Jurassic Park was the game for me. And the more um, the modes and things develop and the more that the code gets updated, um, it's just really exciting. What is it that you love about Jurassic Park? The T-Rex multiball and just having the T-Rex in the machine and just like the cool animations that it does and I just love, like, all that stuff around it. And the sound, the music. 
Oh, yeah, no, the music's great. Again, we talked about this, uh, the John Williams score. I, you know, I feel like David Attenborough is like, welcome to Jurassic Park. It's so cool. It's such a great game, but the music lends itself to it. It's like the one, um, like thing from the one, um, I can't believe I'm forgetting the word right now, listeners, but essentially the one item from the license that they were able to get, um, was the music and Nedry. It's like, you know, these are, this is, this is what we got. Um, but they made it work again. You know, I could like fangirl all day over Jurassic Park, but, um, it, I, if I owned Jurassic Park, which I really aspire to one day, it's probably the new machine I want to own the most. Um, I definitely want to, um, get the topper because the toppers and I'm not even a topper person like it that, that's, that doesn't do it for me but um I just I'm so excited about it so um but yeah no the the topper is super super cool so um, my telling me that he wants to make a custom one Oh, so, okay, listeners, what you don't know is her husband's in the same office area as Elaine. So, and I keep on seeing, like, her, like, look to the side. So I'm assuming her husband's saying something to her. But, um, yeah, no, I would def definitely, like, think about custom toppers. Um, I mean, heck, I, I would just have, like, a big dinorama on top of my machine. I'm not crafty, though, so I would just probably end up buying the one from Stir. You mentioned the Nedry part. I think the funny thing is every time when the ball drains and I get the Nedry award, the little picture of the guy that comes up, it looks so much like my husband. <laughs> oh, it's the best. I love it. I love it. All right. And another huge thing that's been going on this week, and I'm going to give like super kudos, super props to um, Mr. Dak Danger his, himself, um, Dead Flip. Uh, Jack Danger has put together a um, kind of battle royale with people from across the world streaming live. Last week he did Iron Maiden. This week he did Deadpool. And I mean, last week he had um, to include himself 20 people playing um, in a live streaming event, which I, I've never seen done. So, I mean, Maiden's, I thought Maiden was an excellent one to jump off of because a lot of people would have had it, um, since it's so popular right now. And I know you're a huge Iron Maiden fan. So what's that like having that at home for you? It's really cool. Like I, the reason that I, cause we had a choice of renting four different games and I chose that. Well, Jurassic Park would have been my first choice, of course, but that was, of course, already jumped on and taken. So then I jumped at Iron Maiden because it's always one that I never get out in tournaments. If I could practice it for a month in my house and play it over and over, I can start getting better at it. And I had a goal of achieving, finally breaking a hundred, a hundred billion, no, a hundred million. And I did that within less than a week of having it in my living room. Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, no, I made and I either do really well or do really terrible. Like it's a, it's such a fun game. I mean, I, and I've said this before, listeners, not a fan of the theme, not a huge Maiden fan, um, but the I'm a fan of the game and I'm a fan of the layout and the the rule sets and everything that Eldwin, uh, Keith Elwin put together. I do like Ace's High Multiball. That's one of my favorite parts. Oh, really? What is it that you love about it? I guess just because I'm a poker player. So when I hear Aces, it makes me think of poker. <laughs> Uh, excellent point. Uh, yeah, no, I love poker as well. I'm a huge poker fan. I tend to play 
video poker either on my phone or whenever I go to Vegas, like I won't enter the poker room because the poker room freaks me out. Uh, my brother go, will go and play the poker rooms, but um, I'll sit there and play like video poker, poker at the bar all day long. So, uh, but no, that's super cool. But um, I, and the reason I said Jack Danger, for those of you who haven't caught it, go to his page. He does a great interview with WGN, which is the local um, station there in Chicago. And they do uh, an interview with him talking about um, pinball and the pinball scene and all that. And um, it, it was a very entertaining interview. I laughed my you know what off. Um, but it was uh, it was interesting. And kudos to him for putting this together. Um, I am blown away by what he's been able to accomplish with with getting all those people streaming at one time it was pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. So also another fun thing about having Iron Maiden in my living room is being able to pin to go scores. I don't know if you're familiar with the pin to go, but like everybody's usually just blowing up pin to go and putting scores in when the bars are all open. But of course, everything's closed. So when I'm finally beating my scores and I'm pin to going them, then everybody's texting me like, oh, where'd you actually play a machine at? My house. <laughs> the bar's the bar. always open at my place. Yeah, hey, um, I just, I, I'm sad. Like, and I was running a little late today because um, I just had my um, Adam's family pick back up, y'all. I mean, uh, I, I that we were running that from our local place, and and I've talked about that in in a couple episodes. But I loved having it in the house. It was just like my husband and I are working so much that we weren't getting a chance to play. So we we're like, uh, we probably shouldn't be renting this for another two weeks. I was like, yeah, I was like all sad. I love Adam's family, by the way. Yeah, no, Adam's family is the bomb. Like, I loved it. Um, we were chit-chatting, um, the guy and I, Mike. Uh, hi, Mike. You're my favorite. It's one of those games that's just super fun, and I was just, I wish I had had more time to play on it. Just this whole working from home thing is for the birds, y'all. Those of you who work from home, I salute you because I cannot, like, I'm working all the time. Like, my boss is like, you know, why, why aren't you answering the phone? And I'm like, well, I live out in the sticks and the phone doesn't answer. So, but I mean, it's just, I've been so busy. I haven't had, I thought I would have more time for pinball. So I envy everybody else that's like still like running machines. And I'm, I'm like sad. Like now I'm going to have to play like, you know, pinball on my phone until my Dracula comes back from the shop as well. So, boo. but it's okay. It'll be okay. All right. So that wraps up pinball news. Yay. Um, for, for folks who, who don't know a, a lot about the Phoenix Bells, Elaine, what kind of format do you guys do? Um, is it, do you guys do like weekly leagues or do you guys do tournaments? Is it a mixture of the both of them? So the Bells and Chimes, we meet monthly and we have six rounds of group match play, so competitive match play format. Um, we all like to – the goal of Bells and Times for us is to coach each other, of course, while trying to win, but we want to help each other. And at the start of each game, if somebody knows the machine better than everybody else, they'll give us all good coaching tips and helping with it, which is very helpful, especially for those of us that are not as familiar and then the last one of the year is a knockout tournament for Project Pinball, which is a good charity to support. And then we don't have weekly leagues for Bells and Chimes, but the weekly every Tuesday one is something that's co-ed for guys and girls to play together on Tuesday nights. And where do you guys play that at? That one's at Tilt Studio in Tempe. How far is Tempe from, just because I'm trying to, like, put it in my mind, how far is Tempe from Phoenix? 
From Phoenix, I know from where I live in Chandler, it's 15 minutes probably, but well, Phoenix is so huge, but depending on the part, it could be like five minutes on one side of it, or it could be 15 minutes from another part. It just depends what part of Phoenix, or it could be an hour if you're all the way on the other side of Phoenix. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, we're all the Phoenix metro area. Okay, nice. I've I've driven through Phoenix. Um, Listeners, there's a side story that... um, I got lost in Phoenix one time because I was in charge of, like, giving directions to my husband. I got us lost in some industrial area, and I still haven't heard the end of it. You know what? He should have learned. We had just been married, and he put me in charge of, like, you know, directions. Like, really? All right. Also, aside from leagues, there's a once-a-month monthly tournament at Starfighters Arcade, which is a really huge one that we have. It's out in East Mesa. They have 45 pinball machines and growing because they keep getting more and tons of like retro arcades and arcade games and that place is just a lot of fun and those oh, events are co-ed oh that's awesome so we got starfighter we've got tilt um so i mean how many places do you guys have around there's also um, there's electric bat there's Woo-hoo. a new one opened at the end of last year called level one which is a really cool like barcade with like a disco kind of feel i really like that one um, and then Danger Zone all the way out east uh, in Santan. And I think there's a new one opening in Surprise on the way to Vegas. But I don't know when he's going to open because it, things are delayed with everything going on right now, of course. And um, I'm sure there's – and then on the other side of the Phoenix Valley, on the west side, there's other places like Jesse James Comics that has a ton of pinball machines. And it used to be really small. They just expanded a few months ago. So it's pinball's really growing here. That's amazing. I mean, I totally get it because it is Phoenix. And like in a way, like San Antonio, there's many months of the year where you don't want to be outside. So I would say, why not be inside in a lovely air-conditioned arcade? Exactly. Especially when the summers are 115 degrees on average. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but we've had Rachel Best, the, the owner and operator of Electric Bat, on the show. She's awesome. Got I got myself an Electric Bat shirt as well. Um, so, wow, that is a, a, there is a lot of pitball out there in your neck of the woods. That's amazing. So... And like, so do you have any like pinball goals, like things that you want to do or, or places you want to do? Like when Earth opens back up, you know, um, are there like some goals you have for yourself or, um, you know, for this year? At the start of the year in January, when we gave our, we all had to give our goals for bells and chimes. And my number one goal is to finally win a trophy for the first time and place in the top three and to win Antonio, which I don't know if Tracy's told you that we have. This banana, coveted banana called Antonio, and he gets to be with the first place winner, which I'm jealous of the person that won the last tournament we had, because now with the whole quarantine thing, she gets to have Antonio at her house all this time. Somebody's getting a lot of alone time with Antonio. Um, There's a picture of Olivia for our Women's Advisory Board episode, and it's her with this giant banana, and she had to explain. She's like, oh, this is the trophy. And I'm like, that is amazing. I was like, that is so great. I love it. That is too fun, but you know what? You have to have goals. First place gets a real trophy too, and then Antonio on top of it. Like you get to sign Antonio, take a picture with him, and then the thing is, you're supposed to post a few pictures, like random pictures, hanging out with Antonio on the Belgian Times Facebook page, like during the time when you have him. Oh my God, that's too too cute. 
Okay, so besides getting a trophy and just kind of placing within the, the league, um, what are um, some other activities that you enjoy um, with pinball? I mean, do you, do you travel for pinball? Do you get a chance to get outside the Phoenix area? I, as I mentioned to you yesterday, I was hoping to be able to travel to Texas Pinball Festival at the end of my And I was very happy when I got the email that said our tickets will be applied to next year. So at least we have that to look forward to. And now we're hearing that the Pinball Fest in Chicago in October is supposed to be like the thing. I guess it's never been that big, but they're saying it's supposed to be the big thing this year because of everything else having been canceled. So because that's a week after my birthday, I would love to go to that. So Pinball Expo in Chicago. So we talked a little bit about this. I forgot. See, okay, I think I'm like 49 episodes in, y'all. I'm starting to forget what episode, when, and what happened. So don't feel hurt if it happened on your episode. And or, I mean, again, my my brain is a sieve. But um, Pinball Expo was like the thing for manufacturers. It was the event for the manufacturers to come out and debut. Um, their new products. Now, the last couple of years, it got um, kind of rebranded and revitalized, and they've kind of made it more of, th- th- it is still that for the manufacturers, but also an event for like hardcore pinballers like yourself to go a- and check everything out. And, and they have tournaments and stuff like that. And you're right, that is the buzz I'm hearing right now because of TPF, because TPF is kind of like the big ho- convention. Well, and then we were supposed to have ZapCon the end of this month here in Phoenix, and that, of course, had to get canceled. Yeah, everything's getting canceled, and by the time they, they really – I'm not a scientist. I don't know what's going on, but realistically, I'm thinking everything will be, hopefully, fingers crossed, back to normal by June. So you've cut out, like, a big chunk of the convention season. You've got Pinberg and Replay FX, and then you roll into, you know um, – Pinball Expo in October. So all the fall shows are going to get a lot of love this year, um, more so than they usually do. Anything that's even remotely going on in May is pretty much now now they're kind of looking at June like, you know, will the things happen in June? And then, you know, I'm really hoping it doesn't touch replay because replay is in mid-July this year. Um, So hopefully, you know, that that'll be able to go off without a hitch. Um, But, you know, there's just so much pinball that's going on right now and, and things are just so, so crazy. Yeah, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for this whole situation and hopefully we can get back to playing pinball and hanging out with our friends really soon. Um, Elaine, I, I have enjoyed having you on the show. So this has been too too much fun. I'm learning a little bit about you and I'm learning a little bit about the Phoenix scene. Um, we have an, um, a... What do I... Lord, listeners, my brain is mush today. Um, we have a segment, the one segment I have on the show, and it's called Inside the Pinball Arcade. And what it is is that it's an opportunity for us to find out more about you, Elaine, and your pinball mind. Would you like to play? Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. Here we go. Question number one. What game do you love? Only one? Oh, my God. There's way too many. Um, Elvira, House of Horrors. Oh my gosh, the new one. It's so great. What do you love about Elvira? Wild Women Multi Ball. <laughs> I miss that game so much. I love playing that game. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's super fun. And like I said a couple episodes ago, uh, when we were talking to Richmond Bells and even before that, it's been nice to play that 
in like a quieter environment. So I could hear all the amazing call outs and all the extras and the things that are so there's so many unique things about that game. And of course, Cassandra Peterson's amazing. Um, but it, the more I play that, that's one that's growing on me. Because at first I was and kind of like, me, hey. like, because I'm kind of newer to pinball, a lot of the games are really hard for me to figure out the modes and what to do. But that game, like for some reason, I was able to pick it up easily, like right away without having to really learn it or anything. Yeah, no, it, it, it does have that factor of being able to step up and play as opposed to some of the other games that have a, like a really deep rule set. Um, yeah, no, it's a great game. Nice choice. All right. Question number two, what game do you hate? Uh, stars. See, people have a love hate relationship with stars. What is it that you don't like about stars? Uh, just that it pretty much every time I play it during a tournament, I feel like it hates me and it just dra- drains down, straight, straight down the middle and doesn't even let me touch the ball. Yeah, no, I understand. Forest uh, out lane right away. <laughs> yeah, again, stars took me out of uh, the Houston women's uh, events. Um, at the Space City Open, and then, um, but everybody really loves Stars, and I actually do enjoy playing it. I just it took me out of that tournament, but y'all know how I feel. Like I, there's a lot of games I hate out there, and they're usually because they've taken me out of an event. <laughs> it's so true. All right, question number three: What is your favorite pinball sound? Like this can be the sound a mechanism makes, this can be a call out, or this could be like a soundtrack. Um, I do like the sound that. Star Trek makes, but I also do like the Wild Woman multi-ball sound on uh, Elvira. So I get the toss-up between the two. I can't really narrow it down. No, those are both two excellent choices. No, I like that. Um, yeah, no. Uh, what's What sound from Star Trek were you talking about? Um, it's hard to imitate, but it goes rare, rare. Like- oh, uh, oh, my God. Um. It's when you start a mode, and I'm trying to remember what mode it is. Listeners, if you remember the mode, tell me. I'm going to remember as soon as we get off the this this call. I'm going to remember it. I'm going to be really mad, but um, I oh my, ah, it's gonna. I think I think it's defiance multi ball. I think it's the. I think it's that mode. I think. All right. Um. But anyway. Um. All right. Question number four. What is your favorite pinball art package? This can be the back glass. This can be cabinet art, or this can be playfield art. Circus Voltaire. Ooh, nice. What is it that you like about that art package? I love how it's so colorful and like all over the, like the case, the whole case or cabinet. It's very decorative and the whole play field is nice and it like makes you feel like you're at a circus when you're playing it. And the back glass, it's just the whole thing is just very decorative to me. Yeah, no, it's a it's a beautiful game and it does like it is that world under glass that so many machines strive for and it, it is absolutely beautiful. Nice choice, nice And choice. that's probably one of the only actual real pins that is actually one of the tables in our virtual machine. Oh nice. Nice. So you get an opportunity to pl- play it virtually every once in a while. So awesome. All right, question number five. What is your grail pin? This is a pinball machine that is out there in the wild that you would like to own above all other pinball machines. And I have a feeling I know your answer, but go ahead. Okay, tell me your guess after. Is it Iron Maiden? No. Oh, okay. All right. I I thought you were going to be Team Iron Maiden. So, but go ahead. Willy Wonka, because I've never seen one in Phoenix yet, and I would love to have Willy Wonka and play a Willy Wonka. Oh, no. It's beautiful. Like, I I enjoy it, even though I have this. It was hard to choose between Willy Wonka and 
um, Jurassic Park this year, and I went with Jurassic Park, but Willy Wonka is just beautiful. It's just, it is like this world of imagination, and it just, it has... It has just so much going on with it, and um, it's a fun game to play. So I hope you get to play it really soon. So definitely nice, uh, nice uh, grail right there. Attainable, but they're they're not everywhere. So um, got to give a shout out to Ace Goji, the place I played Wonka at um, in LA. So, um, but it is a beautiful, beautiful game. All right, next question, and, and we just talked about this a little bit. Um, so I, this may be like something we talked about, but, um, uh, what is your, what is the one event that you would like to attend or what is the favorite, what is your favorite event tournament or expo to either attend or play in? That I've been to or one I would like either. to. Like it can be one that you want to attend or one that you actually play in. Uh, well, definitely. I would like to attend Texas pinball festival <laughs> and I would like to be part of the women's tournament next year at it. Oh, the Texas Ladies Throwdown, I think is what they call it. But um, yeah, I know. Great I have enjoyed playing in ZapCon at ZapCon. So that's a fun one. I've heard lots of amazing things about ZapCon. I mean, but locally, locally I do love the, the monthly tournaments at Starfighters a lot. Oh, that's nice. I always like it when people mention they're local. It's like, you know, people like, you know, I always tell people, don't say Pinburg. Uh, but it's uh, it's nice when people say, I like playing in my local league or whatever. Oh, that's nice. Um, all right. Next question. Who or um, whom throughout history, this they can be living or dead, anybody you want, whom would you most like to play head to head? Or who do you enjoy playing pinball with the most? Uh, I know you had given me, told me about that question yesterday, and I've been thinking about this, and it's just such a tough one for me. I guess one of the big top players in Australia would be nice, because I always really have a love for the Australian accent. If I could play pinball with one of those big Australian people, that I'm sure if they're really that big and top and high up, they'd be they'd really kill me at it. But it would just be nice to have that opportunity. Oh my goodness. So, so, all right, Aussie players, Elaine's coming for you. She, want, she wants to come and play some pinball with you. That'd be super fun. We've had Danny on the show. Yes, I know New Zealand is a separate country, so, but at least it's on that side of the world. And, and she does have a fun accent, um, but she, she's just a, a hoot. And um, I have a couple of good friends. They're not into pinball, um, but that uh, live in Australia. So, uh, yeah, no, that's fun. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, next question. Um, I have to remember what count them oh yes final question ah. <laughs> all right elaine what is your dream theme this is a theme that has not been produced by a major pinball manufacturer but that you would like to see come to life and have created as an actual pinball game well that's a hard question um uh, I guess since I always loved Beauty and the Beast growing up, if that could possibly ever become a pinball machine, that would be really nice to see. Oh, I love that. I'm I'm writing it down. So listeners, um, if you're ever interested, and also pinball manufacturers, if you're ever interested, we do have a link on the website, which is backboxpinballpodcast.com. You can go there and look at dream themes, and it has this list. And this will be added to the list as well, Elaine, of possible dream themes. But what is it that you – I'm sorry, I was, like, totally sidetracked on that. But uh, what is it that you love about Beauty and the Beast? 
just the love story of it. And I mean, I always loved Disney movies as a kid growing up. So, and like, I was the, and that was the first one that I just really truly fell in love with. I loved Belle, Princess Belle, and I loved the whole story about it. I was so obsessed that as a kid, I had a Beauty and the Beast themed bedroom with like a comforter that was Beauty and the Beast and everything was Beauty and the Beast. And I just, I've always loved it. Did you like the new movie? The, the one that they did with, um, I, I'm forgetting her name, Hermione. Actually, I didn't like the remake as much because I know a lot of remakes of things, they're always not as good as the original, and I just missed the original. So. Yeah, no, there, there's something to be said about the actual Disney. I mean, did I like the live action? I was like, it was all right. I was like, this is this is good. It wasn't to me. It wasn't like the original Beauty and the Beast because I did love the the Disney animated version. Um, but they, I thought they did a pretty good job. But uh, for me, like the music and it's just such a great story. Um, I think there's like a lot you could do with that. Um, even if they did like, even though it's like not my thing. I don't think I would buy it. Well, maybe I would. I don't know. But like a Disney princess, like. Like machine where they had like like the, each of the modes were a different Disney princess. Oh, that would be really cool. Yeah, you could do a lot of cool things with that. Save the princess. Yeah, save the, exactly. Or you know, um, it could be like super like Mulan and what's her face from Brave. Like you know, they they'll be saving themselves. But there's lots of good stuff you could do with that. But I like Beauty and the Beast. It's actually one of my favorites. So yay. Well, Elaine, first of all, thank you so much. Elaine was very patient, you guys, because I had to actually move her um, sh- the show appointment like twice. <laughs> so she's been super patient. So thank you, Elaine, so much for being on the show. Thank you for volunteering. You're welcome. Oh, no, my pleasure. I've had I've had such a fun time having you on the show. So you guys can search for the Phoenix Bells and Chimes chapter on Facebook. Again, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. No, it was my pleasure. It was my pleasure, definitely. All right, listeners, again, thanks for joining us on the Backbox Pinball Podcast. Um, I don't have my guests lined up yet because um, I've just been a little behind. Doing five shows, five days in a row, that was kind of crazy. So we'll probably have an, um, this show will air the week of the 13th. And the following week, the week of the 20th, we'll have another guest for you guys. But uh, I'm so excited to be talking pinball with all my friends, uh, not just Elaine, but but all the amazing women that we've had on the show. It's been such a good uh, good time and, and good stress relief, you know, kind of reminding myself that we're going to get through this and we're going to be OK and we're going to be able to visit our friends and laugh and play and have a good time. Shout out to you. Congratulations on your Bells and Chimes chapter for winning the trophy. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Heart emoji. I, I found out that like um, you can do a drinking game um, with my podcast for um, you take a shot every time I say heart emoji. So <laughs> like, like, come on, guys. But uh, thank you. That's really sweet. I we were very excited about the win. So thank you, listeners. If you uh, want to recommend somebody to be on the show or if you have any comments, um, witticisms, whatever, uh, you can email the show at backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. And everybody, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!